it just feels so fitting. Who I knew I was going to get emotional, but it feels so fitting to be closing this season down with all of you, entering Pride. Um, because this is this is the first Pride that I have been out as all of me. Um, and I know that polyamory is not part of, you know, being polyamorous is not um, a part of the LGBTQ uh, community. Um, but for me, it has been an expression of my fullest self and a big part of me coming home to my sexuality has been because of my courage to step into polyamory. It is really hard for me to not intertwine the two experiences for myself because they happened in tandem. Um, And while I was coming out publicly uh, for the first time two years ago to the day almost um, on this podcast um, as bisexual, as part of the LGBTQ community, um, you know, it's... It's really, 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 really amazing to be here two years later and publicly stand in my truth as a queer, polyamorous woman. Welcome to the Live Your Fuck Yes Life podcast, your place for all things real talk and conscious conversations about shit that really fucking matters. I'm Amanda Catherine Loy, mindset coach, actor, and truth teller extraordinaire. Each week, I'll bring you a guest or a thought to help you face your fears, speak your truth, and get you one step closer to living your fuck yes life. Are you ready? Here we go. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to episode 130 of the Live Your Fuck Yes Life podcast and the official end to this season, which feels really, really symbolic. And there's a lot of reasons for that. Um... And we're going to deep dive into that today. And the reason I decided to come to you solo this week um, is because it feels like a pretty monumental time to take a take a break. Uh, for those of you who've been around these parts for a while, you know that um, I always take about a three-month pause between seasons of the podcast. Um, For one, it's a lot to create content um, every single week um, of this nature, especially being on my own um, and doing it essentially for free outside of those of you who are part of the patron. Um, And I'm so grateful for all of you who contribute in that space. Thank you. Thank you for uh, your time and energy and um, commitment to supporting this platform and all of the work that I do. Um, It means the absolute fucking world. Um, and also, um, I think it's really, really important to lead from the front, um, and practice what you preach. And a big part of what I preach and what I teach is about honoring your body, honoring rest, and not always being so focused on the hustle, um, on the numbers. And, uh, you know, the reality of that is that's really been my life the last couple of years, even pre-pandemic times. Um, 
you know, early on in my journey of entrepreneurship and life, I was so focused on the external as validation, as a reflection of my worthiness. And that looked like, you know, selling out my programs, um, having a certain amount of reviews on my iTunes for this podcast, which if you've yet to review this, um, that's a beautiful way to, to close out this season as a thank you if you're not already part of the patron. Um, or making a certain amount of money or um, being acknowledged uh, by others. Uh, and that's just from an entrepreneurial standpoint, not to mention, you know, external validation of being told that I am enough or um, being loved for me and so on and so forth. In the last few years, I have found such a sense of purpose and presence and sense of self in honoring the waves of my own personal energy and slowing down and really trusting that when my my gut pulls, my gut tugs as I always say, or my intuition is pulling me to do something that it's pulling me there for a reason. And I will also say that this is actually the first time in the entirety of me running this podcast, which I started February of 2018, um, that I actually don't necessarily feel the, quote, need for a break. Um, in years past, every time I've taken time off in the summer, usually it's been in the summer, unless it was around my, my double mastectomy when I took time off of that winter, um, I always feel like I'm I'm so frazzled and... If anything, this is um, this break is coming out of purpose and intention to create more presence in my day to day, to be more connected in person. Um, now that that is starting to become a reality, thanks to being you know fully vaccinated and um, things starting to open up in in the U.S., uh, I want to experience people in in reality in person and take some time offline to just be present with my humans and myself and nature and see where I flow in that experience um, before I come back in the fall for the next season, which is bound to be in fucking incredible. Um, so if you're new around these parts, or have been here since the very beginning of season one, I just want to take this time to say thank you for being here. And it has been, oh, I'm getting emotional. It has been such an honor to share the the tidbits and um, life lessons of my own experience and life and really my own evolution with you all. Um, these last three and a half years um, and more to come (laughs) because this podcast isn't isn't going anywhere at least not yet Um, I'm sure one day we'll we'll come to an end but I can't see that happening at least anytime soon Um, I wanted to come on on this last episode and with all of you today heart to heart Amanda to you all um, and it feels really fitting that we have been in this last season of the podcast for a year. And, um, during that time, 
you know, the last episode uh, that ended season, the last season was episode 100, um, which was uh, the Pride episode where I had eight incredible individuals um, talk about their experience and what Pride means to them and what the queer experience has looked like for them. Um, it's a really powerful episode if you have not listened to it. Um, it is so empowering and it is one of my favorite episodes that I have ever done and put together. Um, I'll link it in the show notes for you, but you can just go back, scroll back to episode 100 and and listen to it, um, especially as we are um, just entering Pride Month. I cannot empower you enough to listen to these voices and um, and hear that episode. And then... For the next, you know, uh, the next time that I popped in um, for the next season, start of this season, episode 101, I was coming out again. And this time I was coming out as polyamorous. And um, it just feels so fitting. Who I knew I was going to get emotional. But it feels so fitting to be closing this season down with all of you, entering Pride, um, because this is, this is the first pride that I have been out as all of me. Um, and I know that polyamory is not part of, you know, being polyamorous is not, um, a part of the LGBTQ, uh, community. Um, but for me, it has been an expression of my fullest self and, a big part of me coming home to my sexuality has been because of my courage to step into polyamory. It is really hard for me to not intertwine the two experiences for myself because they happened in tandem. Um, and while I was coming out publicly uh, for the first time two years ago to the day almost, um, on this podcast, um, as bisexual, as part of the LGBTQ community, um, you know, it's, it's really, 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 really amazing to be here two years later and publicly stand in my truth as a queer polyamorous woman. And I know how much privilege I have by being able to do that. Um, I know how much privilege I have to have had a marriage and relationship that was open enough and um, to be married to a person who was um, woke enough and compassionate and kind and loving to not just want to support me in my fullest expression of myself um, as I was coming out late in life and eight years into our relationship, um, but who also uh, wanted to go on the journey to polyamory as well and felt pulled in that direction too. I know how privileged I am to have had that be the foundation for me entering that space um, I also acknowledge my privilege when it comes to, you know, where I live and the color of my skin and the people in my life and my my history. Uh, 
I had a very um, beautiful and supportive experience in both of my coming out journeys, despite there being some hiccups along the road. And I know that that is not and cannot be everyone's experience. And I've been talking a lot about this on TikTok, actually, um, the last few weeks. And there are a lot of folks on there and who are listening to this podcast right now. You might be one of those people who you're really scared to come out. You're really scared to come out as part of the you know queer population or you're really scared to come out as polyamorous or maybe it's simply impossible given your circumstances there is no right or wrong way to be um, and only you can know the path in that space and for those of you who are living in the closet and doing it um, because you feel like you have no other choice and it's not what you want for yourself Um, You are still so fucking valid in all of the things that you are. And I love you. Oh, I just got so emotional. Um, I do. I love you. And I am sending you such a big fucking hug. um, Because it's really hard. It is really hard to hide. It is really hard to feel like a part of you that is such a big part of your identity a big part of how you experience the world experience love experience yourself is also not something that can be accepted by the people that are closest to you in your life and I just want you to know that I accept you And that there are so many other people that do too. And you don't have to hide here. That's been a big theme of my last year, two years, has been not hiding anymore. And for me, I talked about this in the episode about not hiding. Um, But to me, this has been not just breaking my own patterns of hiding, hiding myself, um, hiding my feelings, hiding my identity, but it's also been, you know, breaking patterns of generational trauma of hiding. Uh, my fam- So much of my family's history lives in that space as I, you know, I talk more about, you know, my, my history on my my mom's side of the family and my grandma being in Auschwitz and all of that stuff and how she went into hiding before and after the war. Um, and I've, I've seen those patterns continued in my family's story. And so much of the work I've been doing in therapy has been to um, heal that trauma within myself. Um, and coming out And coming into Pride Month of this year is the first time that I can truly say that I'm like fully standing in every part of me um, openly and without hiding. Um, And it feels really fucking epic and special to be talking to all of you from this place um 
you know, I intentionally didn't share about my polyamory journey for a really long time publicly and on on this platform and elsewhere um, because I wasn't ready to be public about it. And I was also really prepared to never be ready to publicly talk about it. Um, I felt really content with my close family and friends knowing and um, didn't necessarily feel the need to share publicly. But last fall, and I was always coming back um, from my break from the podcast, I was just feeling so compelled to share this part of me because, you know, I've talked about this on lots of different podcast episodes that I've done about my journey with polyamory. And a lot of people in the polyamorous world uh, identify with polyamory differently. Some people really feel like it's an action, you know, like I am practicing polyamory and I am choosing this path and it's the right thing for me right now and maybe one day it won't be or maybe it will be forever, I don't know. And then there are other people who feel like it's a part of their identity, you know, at the, at the, at the heart of who they are, they are polyamorous. And it's a, it's a sense of being rather than an action, you know, um, it's, it's a deep knowing in their bones that that is what makes them who they are. And that has been my experience. Um, and I th- and I that has been my experience my whole life. I didn't have the label for it, and I certainly wasn't practicing polyamory um, during a lot of that. But I always have had so much love in my heart to give. Um, I always knew that, and have frankly practiced it in a platonic way for my whole life. I've had incredibly deep and many would say romantic relationships with my friends um, that felt and have and continue to feel incredibly important and significant in a way that uh, a lot of people I've dated haven't felt necessarily. Um, People that I, to the outside world, would probably look like in many ways a life partner um, we're just, we just don't happen to be sleeping together, you know. Um, I've always lived my life that way. I've always felt pulled to love in that way. And uh, the concept of ownership in a relationship um, has never been uh, – has never resonated with my my being. And I know that that is not a reflection of monogamy as a whole – as a whole, um, it's it's more a reflection of more toxic monogamous perspectives, um, but it still is the way that a lot of people see things. And I get asked all the question, like, well, how do you all these questions all the time? Like, how do you feel sharing your husband? Or, um, oh, you give him permission to do that? Like, these are words I hear a lot, and it always baffles me because even in monogamy. You know, like I, he would spend time with friends and make that decision. And, and sure, like we would check in with each other. But if I didn't always want that, maybe I wanted to spend time with him, but he really wanted to spend time with his friends. Like 
that was going to be what he he decided to do. He's his own person. He's an autonomous being. And I am as well. Um, And I'm not someone to be shared or owned or possessed. I am not an object. I am a whole person. And so, you know, that will always be true for me. That, um, whether I am actively practicing polyamory for the rest of my life or not, that sense of self and knowing will always be true for me. And at my heart, I will always be polyamorous. Um, It's just how I am wired. And there's no wrong answer to that. Some people are that way. Some people practice polyamory. And some people choose to never enter into that space. There is no wrong answer for how you do relationships. Um, The only thing that I think is truly, truly the wrong path, and I use that with deep intention, that, that phrase, that word, is when you are actively taking steps against your inner knowing when you are living a life that is not reflective of who you are at your core because when that happens and I see it a lot a lot a lot in the work that I do especially with my group coaching program um, and my one-on-ones that is a lot of the unpacking we do right uh, the School of Fears, Fills, and Facts is my signature program. It's a nine-week, well, 12-week program. Um, and gosh, I always think it's nine. It's not. It's 12 weeks. It's long. Um, and it's incredible. And so much of the work we do in that space is getting a deeper self, uh, really a deeper self-awareness and clarity around who we are and what we want and how to live our fullest expression of self so that we can step into our embodied fuck yes self and that's what we do in the last month is really start taking action in that space and I'm wrapping up my my first um group of that uh and there will be another one popping up in the fall so stay tuned for that um make sure you're following on my social because I'll still be around on Instagram and stuff and TikTok I promise um and so much of of that work is is about really just coming home to yourself at the end of the day and living life in alignment because the reason we feel so much overwhelm and anxiety and and angst and just disintegration with ourself it lies in the fact that most of us are not actually living authentically most of us are uh, playing a role that either society has taught us uh, or maybe uh, a parent or a teacher or the media um, or just the world we live in, culture as a whole, has taught us is the path. And we haven't been exposed to enough thoughts or perspectives or known how to access our own thoughts and perspectives in a safe space in order to really uncover our fullest selves and then be able to take action and step into spaces, whether that's with our job, our purpose, in relationships, um, in our sex life um, and beyond that feels in alignment with who we really are. And so that disconnect creates a lot of sadness. That disconnect creates this feeling of hopelessness and of, uh, you know, endless questioning and feeling like, is this really life? 
And I know this, not only because I teach this and I see this all the time, but because I was there too. I know this because I lived a life where on the outside, everything looked really perfect, but behind closed doors, I was battling cycles of eating disorders. I was having panic attacks. I was sobbing on the bathroom floor for years and nobody knew, not even my husband knew for a big chunk of that. And we get really, really good at playing roles in life. And what the last couple of years have looked like for me is shedding the final layers of those roles and fully being me, fully showing up on a day-to-day basis as myself. And that has taken practice, it has taken courage, and it has taken a deep sharpening of my needs and and understanding what my wants are and getting clear on what I want to do from a boundary setting standpoint and um, and unpacking a lot of stuff that I had been squashing for many years. And so much of that for me has looked like stepping into my queerness and having multiple loving, intimate relationships. It has been the greatest journey to liberation. And I truly never thought that it was possible to feel this content in my body, in myself. And don't get me wrong, I have many fucking days where I feel gross or I feel blah or I don't feel um, like doing anything, you know, um, and we all have our fucking days, mental health days, especially the last fucking year and a half. If we haven't had a hard mental health year and a half, like, <laughs> that's amazing. Uh, gold star, because I, I feel like we're all living in a weird space right now. But there is a difference for me between living in that space and having those feelings and then also feeling this disconnect of myself and feeling like I was playing this role and not fully myself versus now navigating those feelings and knowing how to go through them with intention and also standing in my truth at the end of the day. Because I can feel really deeply, but when I'm feeling upset or angry or frustrated or sad or apathetic and I'm still standing in the truth of who I am, it doesn't impact my life in such a massive way like it once did. And that is, I, I've experienced that firsthand so many times um, in the last year and a half. And I believe that at the heart of that, the final puzzle pieces were coming home to myself and coming out. So it's just a really beautiful full circle moment that I'm finding myself in today. And I wanted to record this the day before it went live. So it was the freshest. Um, And that's what I'm doing. I'm sitting here on this sunny afternoon looking at my pride flag on the wall (laughs) and feeling heaps of gratitude 
and so much peace that I have been able to spend the last season of this podcast with all of you sharing the fullest expression of myself. Um, It feels really epic. And I thank you for being here with me on the journey. Uh, Because it's pretty epic to experience on my own, but there's something about being able to share my voice and choosing to do so with all of you and having you reach out and DM me and let me know how it's impacted your own experience. Um, Whether that's your own experience to coming out and your queerness or in polyamory or BRCA or eating disorder recovery and beyond, I love connecting with you all. And I want to make it abundantly clear that while the podcast is going on a break for a little bit, um, I will always be in your corner. And whether that's just to, you know, send a DM, um, I love hearing from you. Whether you want to be a patron and support this podcast and, and all the things I do, all the content I create for free, um, and we can, you know, have more of a intentional relationship via the private Facebook group for that. Or, you know, if you're listening to this in real time, um, I officially, officially have opened up um, the next Let's Talk Polyamory uh, live Q&A Zoom. Um, It's private and it's a one-night event that I run every single month. I started it last month and you all asked for more. So if you're in the polyamory or or ethically non-monogamous space and you just want to be surrounded by a community of people who get it and maybe want your questions answered in less of a, you know, one-on-one space like my peer support sessions that I offer, um, whether you've, you know, done this before or not, come. It was such a great time last time and um, all of the details for that, you can snag your $20 ticket on the Eventbrite link in the link in my bio or if you're um, in the show notes or if you're on one of my socials, you can just check the link in my bio for that too. Those tickets are officially left today. Um, and yeah, as always, I'm in your fucking corner for whatever you need. Um, and I am just so grateful to all of you. Um, your voice matters. I hope that in hearing my journey and my story and being along the ride of this experience that you have been empowered in either a small or a big way to share your own voice or get clear on what that is and what that looks like for you. And for all of you out there who are part of the LGBTQ community, I hope you remember that no matter where you are or what you're feeling along your journey, um, if you are in the closet, out of the closet, if you are supported in your queerness or not, that you are so loved and so valid for who you are and for the expression of self that um, that you should take up space um, and that I see you and I support you and that so many other people do too. Whether you feel it and know it or not, and I hope you can feel it in this moment, I hope you can feel the massive hug that I am giving all of you um, from afar. And um, that whatever you 
feel or uh, experience within yourself or in your own life that feels like other. Um, There are, are so many people that are in that other camp too that you have no you don't know you you've never met and are rooting for you every single day and I am one of them so yeah thank you for this season and for being here and being in my community and my world Uh, you live your fuck yes lifers constantly give me so much light and um make me think about so many beautiful things with your questions and bring so much joy to my world and I hope that I bring just a sliver of that amount of joy and thoughtfulness into yours as well. So until next time, (laughs) I will see you on the flip side. Bye.